Hello everybody and welcome to 38 Weeks to Go, your weekly podcast about fantasy football. I am your host, Nash, and let's get into it. I am recording from a different location today, so I hope that the audio will be fine. Bear with me, guys. Thank you. I am going to do it in a different format, so let me know what you guys think about this episode. So I'm going to start off with the biggest headlines. This was a bit of a disappointing week, mainly because a lot of us brought in Son. Some of us even captained him. Some of us even triple captained him. Nine, nine, if you triple captained him. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Polisson. Son was the most brought in player this week and the second most captained player. He had six goals in his previous four outings, so everyone thought, okay, those were Liverpool, Arsenal, those were tough games. Surely Luton's going to be a battering. That red card didn't help. Oh, what a disappointing game for Tottenham. Well, they won, but from a fantasy perspective. If you had Madison, well done. That guy still provides assists. He's doing his job. Richarlison was so wasteful. I hope you don't have him in your teams and I hope you're not so keen to bring him back. I'm wondering now if I'm regretting Son already, although I brought him in for Rashford. For those of us who captained Erling Haaland, you know I'm included in that. We're together, we're together, we're together. Remember, I gave you guys my theory. This boy disappears in big games and also big defenders. He had no shots in this game, no shots on target. In our group, number one, Mr. Leon Mortier, manager of Why Are You Running? Captain the Egyptian King, Salah, and was handsomely rewarded. He has opened up a gap and he goes into the international break with a healthy lead. He got 72 points and he is our leader this time, both for points tally and league points. It hasn't been done since game week one and two. Let me just put this into perspective. Son was in the all-time most transferred in players. Number five, all-time, all-time. Number one is Cristiano Ronaldo in 21-22, Son in 20-21, Salah in 22-23, Salah in 21-22, and Son in 23-24, with 1.4 million. When Ronaldo was brought in, 2.2 million people brought him on. Apparently, when you are the most transferred in player in a game week, you tend to underperform. Son has continued this trend. To frame our captaincy situation better, 39.7 of all managers chose Haaland to be their captain and 32.4 chose Son. Salah was chosen by only 8%. So you can see how much of a differential that was. There were a few injuries. The most notable injury was Saka. Saka did not play. A lot of us thought, 
that he would make it for the match, but it was not meant to be, and it seems like they did not need him anyway. Trossard picked up a knock, well, sorry, a hamstring injury in that game, and Saliba has been withdrawn from the France squad. So let's see how he recovers from that. Sheffield lost Chris Basham to a horrific ankle injury. We hope he gets well soon. It didn't look nice. Our boy, our knee, did not play. Jordan Bayer did not play. Flecken, Brentford's keeper, also did not play. That was a surprise. And then that left Strakosha to play. Strakosha, who is 3.9, came on. He did a good job, but then he got those two goals conceded by McTominay. Isak also asked to be pulled out of the game. It seems like he's been injured as well. Wilson replaced him, and Wilson, as you all know, that man is so fragile, so... It'll be interesting to see what they do up front. There was another theme. The lesser players, and by that I just mean the cheaper players, were the key differentials this week. Starting with Cole Palmer, 4.9. He had a goal and an assist. He took the penalty. Enzo missed the last one. And so, since he made this, he might be Chelsea's new penalty taker. I was really surprised when it was installing was given that chance. Barring some pep-like rotation, maybe Cole Palmer will be here to stay on the wing. Then again, Chelsea have many injuries, so that's also probably why he's playing. But for now, until everybody's back, he's in there. He might be somebody you're looking to bring into your team. Neto, Neto, Neto from Wolves and Huang. Those two can't stop assisting and or scoring. Neto with assist for Huang. Huang has scored, I think, in six consecutive games. Pedro Neto has recorded his sixth assist this season. A few weeks ago, I talked about Ghana and how I thought he was impressive. His goal finally came. Also, Everton finally took advantage of that XG and won. Dukure is always present when something good happens to Everton. And sorry, Huang has scored five goals. Jensen scored his third goal of the season against Manu. And he's a top performing midfielder under 6.0. Somebody who's flying under the radar is the man who scored against Newcastle for West Ham. Thomas Susek. There was a season where he'd always pop up with a goal or two. And it seems that things are beginning to fall for him. So watch that space. Also, my boy Kufal, or Sufal, another assist. And he almost won that game at the death. So don't sleep on that boy. That's his third assist in a row. Okay, let's look at the games. Luton 0, Spurs 1. I'm not sure how many of you watched that game, but 1-0 is the kindest result Luton could have hoped for. They deserved nothing from that game, and they got nothing, except they look better 
Spurs had so many chances in the first half. Before they got the red card, they were immense. James Madison created four chances and he provided the assist for the only goal of the game. He has played five away matches and returned five assists and two goals. So if you're looking into Spurs, he's your man. Don't look any further. I had Udoji from this team and he was good. If you're looking to get a defender from this team, get Poro. He really goes forward and he missed a golden chance from Son and he will keep finding himself in that position. He's kind of like Matty Cash. This was the first time this season that Spurs have failed to score two or more goals. Burnley one, Chelsea four. If you guys remember, I told you that Chelsea were due a good game. They play well. It's just the end result that fails them. Well, this game started poorly, but ended really well for Chelsea. Believe it or not, Nicholas Jackson scored. I was shocked. I almost threw my remote at the TV. Like, why now? Why? Why? Sterling was at the heart of everything good that happened for Chelsea. He had a goal and two assists. Sterling had a goal. Palmer had a goal. Nicholas Jackson had a goal. And the fourth was an own goal, although the fourth was the first. Odoberg was a goal scorer for Burnley. Sterling had three bonus points. Palmer had two. And Nicholas Jackson had one. Everton... 3 Bournemouth nil. If you remember, I had previously said that Everton create chances. They just can't finish. Well, they created chances and they finished. Jack Harrison was a great addition back to the lineup. He just seemed to bring more life to everything they were doing. It looked like he was the missing piece. He has brought some luck and... Maybe they can capitalize on this. Everton have now scored five goals from set pieces this season, and they're the leader. McNeil created the most chances, and he was also really unlucky that they missed the chances that he created. Everton could have really hammered those guys. Like I said a bit earlier, Ducouré is always involved in good things that happened at Everton. He was a goal scorer. Garner was a goal scorer, and Harrison was a goal scorer. For those of you who have Pickford, hey, well done for holding on. He has finally come through. Harrison, three bonus points. Pickford, two bonus points. And for you Tarkovsky people, he got the last bonus point. Bournemouth were terrible. In fact, the promoted sides this season looked terrible this weekend. They looked horrible. They look like they're going straight down. If you could just demote them now, I think it would save everybody a lot of trouble. They kept making mistakes. Bournemouth made mistakes. Luton made mistakes. Sheffield made mistakes as well. Just schoolboy stuff. Well, not schoolboy stuff, but for the level that they're at, they looked very amateur. Fulham 3, Sheffield 1. William was the best player on the pitch. You wouldn't know he's 34 slash 35. That man was running everywhere. He was 
tireless. He was at the heart of everything good that he did. For a while, I thought it was going to be nil-nil until Fulham scored an unfortunate own goal. There were two own goals in this game. De Cordova-Reed scored the other goal for Fulham. Fodderingham scored the own goal for Sheffield. And Robinson scored the own goal for Fulham. William got the three points. De Cordova-Reed got two. And Vinicius Souza got the last bonus point from Sheffield. Man United 2, Brentford 1. Up until the 90th minute, it looked like Man United had no answers. And then comes on McTominay, who scores two goals in 90-plus minutes to win the game for Manchester United 2-1 in Fergie time. I'm sure nobody had McTominay, so... While talking about differentials, he would have been the biggest differential. So I'm happy nobody was punished by that. Bruno Fernandes and Rashford have two goals and zero assists in the last five games between them. Rashford has now gotten nothing. And by that I mean a goal or assist in the last four games. Bumo also has blanked in the last four games for Brentford. That is a sign that you should be looking to move off of Rashford, Fernandes and Mbomo. Well, Fernandes is better than them, but Jensen scores for Brentford. And we have McTominay with the three bonus points. Maguire with one bonus point, And Jensen with two bonus points. Crystal Palace nil, Nottingham Forest nil. These two teams were missing their top creative talents. Awoni out. Eze out. Olise out. If you had told me all of this before, I'd have told you this is going to be a draw. These two teams cannot create without their most creative players. A random fact. Crystal Palace have kept four clean sheets, which is more than any other team in the current campaign. So, you've been told. John Stone is also the best keeper currently right now, thanks to the clean sheets. Gehi, Johnston, and Murillo got the points. Gehi 3, Johnston 2, Murillo 1. If you watch those highlights, Gibbs, White, and Murillo had great opportunities to score. Had they scored their chances, those would have easily been goal of the month 1 and 2, and I can't even tell you which one would have been better. So look for the highlights if you haven't seen them and tell me if I'm wrong. Moving on to Brighton 2, Liverpool 2. Salah was the man of the match. He had two goals. He has now scored five goals and provided four assists so far this season. And if there was ever an argument for Salah, even though he needs no introduction to you all, this is it. People like Leon Mortier, very wise, captained him and he was rewarded. I am just on the outside looking in, trying to figure out how do I bring Salah into my team? His price is already going up, so it's going to be a mess. Brighton have conceded 16 goals in eight matches. Stay away from their defense. Liverpool also are not keeping clean sheets. Estupinian was the most transferred out player this weekend. He's injured for about a month, 
And so I use that opportunity to get him out of my team. And I'm sure many of you have. There's no other way to say this. Brighton are missing Caicedo. They're missing that strong, dominating performer in the midfield. They have new signings. I'm not sure if it's a time thing, but they're not quite there yet. It's something interesting to watch. Let's hope that they figure this thing out because their current defensive woes have them in a worrying position. Only, I think, Bournemouth and Sheffield United have conceded more than them. And Burnley. That is not company you want to keep. Adingra and Dunk scored for Brighton. And there was an assist for March. Salah scored two. And there was an assist for Darwin. And Suboslai. It was a very entertaining game. And João Pedro could have won it at the end. So I'm sure if the people who are still holding him, they must have been cursing their luck. Moving on to Newcastle versus West Ham. For those of you who are still holding Isak, well done to you. He had two goals. And Trippier had an assist. I'm telling you guys, I'm sure some of you are thinking that, oh, I can replace Trippier's points with maybe Botman or Dunburn or somebody else. You really can't. He's one of one. He is going to be the one having these assists. Speaking of assists, Kufal had an assist. And Emerson had an assist, the wingbacks for West Ham. Susek and Kudu scored. This season, it's clear that wingbacks are of immense value, especially when chosen well. Kufal has three assists in a row now. Three. I'm just saying that because you guys are sleeping on him. Having said that, he was on my bench, so <laughs> I expected Newcastle to score. Isak was clinical and has now scored in three consecutive matches. Trippier provided an assist for the third game running, just like Kufal. He has provided five assists in the last three matches and has picked up eight out of nine maximum bonus points. That's wild. Just for the proof that you can't replace him with another guy. It was a really good game. It could have gone either way. Isak had three bonus points. Trippier had two. Gufal, Susek and Kudus had one. Wolves versus Aston Villa. Huang has now scored five of Wolves' nine premier goals this season. He has also either scored or assisted in five consecutive home matches for them. So, when they're playing at home, he's your guy. Neto has done the same in the last six matches. So, instead of goals, it's assists. So those are the two people from Wolves. Don't even look anywhere else. Villa had chances in this game and they failed to capitalize. A lot of people brought in Watkins and were hoping for another hat-trick. But it wasn't meant to be. Watkins had an assist though. Pau Torres scored. Neto had the assist for Huang's goal. Otherwise known as the Korean guy. The Korean guy got all the bonus points. Pau Torres got two and Martinez got one. Arsenali versus Manchester City. If you listen to the preview show, I spoke about Arsenal really needing to win and this was their best chance to win this game now that they 
were missing players. I also said that this was a psychological hurdle and that this is a victory that they needed more than Manchester City. I'm very happy that Arsenal won this game for them and what it will do for them mentally. Also, I'm really happy because it makes the league more open. Well, at least for now. Saliba was immense. You can see how their season crumbled last season when he went down with injury. Let me tell you a few stats. William Saliba has committed just two fouls in the eight game weeks and has not been dribbled past even once. He has won 100% of the duels and in this game, he completed 97% of his passes. Man City only managed four shots in the entire game. Haaland did not take one of those. This is the lowest number of attempts Man City have ever managed under Pep. Well done, Arsenal. That is a wonderful performance. Having said that, it was a shitty goal. But a win is a win, right? A win is a win. Martinelli came back from injury to score with an assist from Havertz, which was a deflection of Ake. Ben White had three bonus points. Gabriel had two. Saliba had one. Zinchenko had one. It just goes to show how much work they did at the back. It was not an easy victory, nor was it straightforward. The average points for the game week was 44. I got 49, so I was just above average. Yes! And I'm hoping many of you were as well. It was a really tough game week. The highest points in fantasy overall were gained by a man by the name of Renas SMK. He had won 20 points. That's impressive. He played a chip. He played the bench boost. He had Pickford, who had nine at the bench. Odoji, who had six. Fernandez, who had two. Watkins had five. Isak, 13. Darwin, five. Captain was Salah. He had Sterling, who had 16. Madison, who had six. William had 10. Pedro Porro had six. Colwell had two. Trippier had six. Mati Cash had two. And Leno had two. And that gave him 120 points. Talk about a differential. The game week average was 44. He got triple that. That man has moved places. Looking at our league table. Number one. Why are you running? By Leon Mortier. He has opened a 22 point lead at the top. From two. So well done. He has 520 points. Number two. Is Vic City. By Vic Nyadi. He had 60 points, 498. Right behind him is goodness gracious me by Sim Nanijua. He has 496 points. Number four is Mike Wow, 043 boys, 47 points, 489 points. And number five is El Capitan, Dennis Kavika, 38 points. He has 480 points. So, between number six, who is Mr. Mutune, who has 478 points, and number two is just 20 points. And from there, it's 22 points, two. Number one, 
Leon Mortier was also the highest in our group with 72 points. Followed by Washira Gitahi, number 21 with 64 points. He's doing well now. He's catching up to the bottom of the pack, even though he is at the bottom. So number 21 is Washira with 64. He has 357 points. Number 20 is he sleeps through storms. Sagana Gaderu, who has 43 points, 366. Tim Kubwa has taken a leap. He has 63 points and has 369. From there, it's 30 points to number 18, who is Melvin Kathrima, who has 399. And number 17 is Al-Shabaab, Jeremiah Obiri, who has 401 points. So the bottom three are trying to catch up, but they still have some way to go. But they're pulling up their socks. Well done, guys. There is still time left. Just keep taking it one week at a time and you will get out of there soon. Looking at the top 10, only two fools, and I'm one of them, captained Haaland. The rest had either Son, who did better than Haaland, and most of them had Salah or Madison. Also, P. Dennis 11 was the second highest tally in our group, sorry. He had 65 points, which is higher than 64, which I previously mentioned. There is no football this weekend. It's the international break. And so until the 21st of October, there will be no Premier League games. I'm going to schedule an interview with our group leader and our high points tally leader, the same man, Leon Mortier. I hope you will stay to listen to that when it comes out. I will also do a preview show closer to the date. Outside that, I hope you have a great week. I hope you are all well. Take care. I will talk to you all soon.